0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Off the Record. I'm your host Imogen Marshall, and as always, please remember to rate, if you're subscribe to the podcast or on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and of course to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Now we have had a slight little rejig um, of the scheduling. Your the podcast of twenty is still going to be coming, but it's going to be coming next week. Now. For this week, I've got two really exciting guests for you guys, Natasha Myers and The Rising, who uh, one is a UK and one is a US um, artist and I really just want you guys to go and explore their music. They're great new up and comers and I really think that they should be given a lot of credit for what they're doing. Um, So I hope you guys enjoy the interviews I've got coming up with them. But first, here is the news. So, without further ado, we're going to bring you the headlines from Nashville and the UK. So, at number one, um, we've got lots of baby news. Midlands guitarist, Jess Carson's wife, gave birth to a baby girl this week. So congratulations to them. Rodney Atkins also announced that he's expecting a baby boy, or his wife's expecting a baby boy. Um Brantley Gilbert and his wife Amber are also expecting another baby girl. So congratulations to all three of those couples. Now Jimmy Allen's also announced that he went gold for Best Shorts. He got announced um well he got told that on the live on the Today Show. So that's congratulations to him. Tyler Farr um is now signed to Jason Aldean's Night Train Records so really exciting collaboration there excited to see what comes next for him on in tour announcements uh Maren Morris brought out Jojo on her um on her girl tour and to sing Too Little Too Late which is an amazing just a throwback moment so Really cool with that. Um, Thomas Rhett's also announced that his Centerpoint record, he's announced the track list to that, so make sure to go and check out that out on his Instagram. Obviously his latest track, That Old Truck, has just recently got released now also it's been a huge week of announcements for the uk scene in terms of lots of tour announcements that have come hot of the press to us so we've got lauren alaina is going to be touring um off the back she's going obviously going to be playing at national meets london um the headline acts of that were announced this week which are lauren alaina robert vincent and sarah darling so we're really excited for that lineup obviously it's a free festival in canary Wharf, so make sure you all get yourselves down for that it's a great great show um and Really, really exciting lineup for this year. Morgan Evans also announced new tour dates, and obviously we had Cassidy Pope, I think, announced last week that she's going to be doing a tour um as part of the CMT Next Women in the Country. So really exciting. Make sure to head on over to our website where we have got a London tour gig guide, um, which has got all the London stuff in there. Obviously, um it w- it also has a breakdown of the other dates that those artists will be doing on the tour but um the main ones obviously are the london ones in there so without further ado we've also got a few new releases this week which were jake owen released his new album greetings from jake owen um which is obviously him back to his best um him doing i mean uh down to the honky Tonk is one of my favorite songs of late and it's it kind of leads on with that that was a great start off to the record so I think if you like that song, you'll like the rest of the record. Um, that old truck um, was released from Thomas Rett's new centre point road record, which is really um it, it's taken it back a notch, I think, in terms of um his last record was very poppy. This one is gonna be poppy, I think, but this is much more that track anyway is much more toned down and much more um soulful, so I really enjoyed that. Uh, Mr Lonely was also um, released by Midland this week and George Strait, excitingly, um, released his Honky Tonk Time Machine record which is just, uh, it's one of the records that just blows you away and reminds you of why you loved music so definitely go and check that one out. Finally, Jana Kramer also released a new single this week, Beautiful Lies, which obviously tells her emotions behind the story of her husband's infidelity last year. She has a podcast, so make sure to if you got want more more of the tea on that one, head on over to her podcast that she has with Michael, um, which is in, in, available everywhere. So but that was your news for this week. now first up i'm really excited to announce that we've got natasha myers on the podcast she's one that i've been wanting to have on for a while now now many of you might not be familiar with her music but she's really going to be an up-and-comer i think from the nashville scene um her new single wanted man was released very recently so i really hope you guys enjoy this um and please welcome natasha myers hello how are you doing
1: good how are you
0: very well thanks you must be so excited for the next few weeks.
1: Oh, I am. Things are just so busy, but I'm I'm riding a high. I'm yeah,
0: I can it. imagine. Because it must be, like, this weird thing of your, like, I've re- just so, been so ready for so long to, like, release new music. And it's just, yeah, just this whole, whole sense of, like, anticipation of, like, waiting for it to go, I guess.
1: Oh, yeah. It's such a slow burn. You know, mm-hmm. it just keeps building and building and building and I know as soon as it's out I mean granted the song's out and it'll hopefully do well for a while but it's almost like it's over in a blink of an eye like all of
0: this work and
1: everything so I'm just trying to savor every little bit of it because I think it's so hard it's kind of one of those things you know
0: it's so hard to sometimes like check yourself and be like right I need to enjoy the moment but like things just rush through don't they and you're yeah it's hard to like keep a handle on that sometimes yeah it's tricky and going back so I know you were you were born in Iowa right yes
1: yeah could you like <laughs> just
0: describe it for like because I know it sounds weird but like for a UK audience everyone's just like that's just somewhere in America right like what was it like growing <laughs> up
1: you know what it's the same for Americans though They're yeah like, exactly that <laughs> so, yeah it's kind of in the middle of the middle of the country it goes yeah. a little unnoticed but It's uh, very underrated. It's one of the
0: best places to grow up. And was it it very much like country music you listened to growing up? Is it like country music kind of ingrained in you?
1: Yeah, I think um, a lot of people don't recognize it, but I mean, I was, it's got, we're big on farming and that kind of lifestyle. And so country music is such a big thing. And I grew up I grew up listening to everything, you yeah. know, my dad had me listening to like classic rock and Which I uh, I'm a classically trained musician, so I had mm. to listen to, you know, Bach and Beethoven and all of those oh, things. Oh,
0: amazing. Um, so did, but, did you start uh, off doing like very much classical music or was it kind well, of... Well, no,
1: just, just my college training. Okay. I went to I went to college to study music and their program was classical, yeah. so they kind of adapted
0: my little singer songwriter self yeah. into it <laughs> it's kind of always i always hear that it's very hard to sometimes do the classical music in terms of people think that it's you know it's music it's all the same but quite often the training is so different in terms of classical and singer songwriter and all these different things so it's actually kind of hard each very different yeah
1: it, it It was such a blessing in terms of the knowledge I Mm. have now, but it was very hard to, you know, take what I learned classically and transfer it, just because even vocally, I think, like, country music, a lot of it is focused on the story, and it doesn't have to be perfect, it's raw and organic, whereas classical, it's rigorous and like your body is just involved in all of that. Yeah, it is. Like, the whole the number of times I sang, and I was like, I am exhausted. You know
0: <laughs> You're like, this is? was basically a workout in yeah. in music form. Exactly.
1: exactly. So, um, that was that was something I just had to learn is how to uh, transfer that across the board and make it applicable to me. Just because I was the black mm. sheep who was doing Americana country, yeah. you know, in a classical program. So. Um, yeah, but yeah. All, all of that aside, I mostly grew up listening to country, like yeah. listening to AC Kasem. um, Ooh, good the, stuff. And nowadays, I think think it's Kix Brooks on the top twenty countdown on Sunday mornings. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's what yeah. we listen to you on the mm-hmm. way to church. And um, one of my favorite memories is like my uh, my siblings and I. We knew country radio like the back of our hand. And yeah. As soon as the song would come on the radio, it was a contest. Of who could name the song in this? You're the- like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quit. Yeah, everyone would be yelling in the car and arguing over it. Um, so, <laughs> country music's just always been where my heart is. Yeah, the-
0: I guess it's, just, it's something that's like reminds you of home, but it's also got the way you express yourself and it's just everything.
1: Yeah, exactly. And when did you start
0: sort of writing songs specifically? Because I know you've got quite an interesting story of how you got into doing music full time and it's quite an inspiring story, I guess.
1: Oh, thank you. Um yeah, I started you know, music was always a part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um I was always singing around the house and I ended up becoming like a cantor at church at the age of nine. So yeah. I was up there just little bitty me singing the church oh. service. Um but it wasn't until I was thirteen that I I mean, I'd been taking guitar lessons and singing in the church band or playing in the church band, but it wasn't until I was 13 that I was like, well, I think I'll try my hand at writing a song. Yeah. And, um, it's absolute garbage. Like I wouldn't bring that out if someone paid me.
0: Someone will find it like like 20 years down the line. You'll be like, Oh no, it's been landed. Like, no. (laughs) Uh, We'll have to find that and put it under lock and key. Yeah.
1: um but yeah I, I tried my hand at writing and I realized that it was granted that song isn't good from where I am now yeah. but I realized I wasn't bad at it and I really enjoyed putting words to music mm. and I, I think at the age of 13 that's a perfect age to have yeah
0: <laughs> yeah it's sort of the moment when all the emotions start hitting and you like you need to find a way to express them and yeah <laughs> like
1: put them somewhere uh, so I started writing then, and um, it was very sporadic. Yeah, and that I did start to get more involved in music um, in high school. Mm-hmm. So I started being in the musicals, and it wasn't until I was cast as the lead in Footloose my junior year of high yeah. school that I was like, "Oh, I'm like people must actually think I'm talented," and yeah. I think I just never thought. I was, at, you know, and yeah. it wasn't until that happened that, and I was kind of forced into the limelight. Yeah, and you're suddenly
0: I like, wait, else. someone else believes in me. It's not just me being like thinking I'm yeah. I actually got yeah. down here,
1: um, and realizing how much I loved being on yeah. stage and everything. That I was like, I think I'm gonna do this. Yeah. Uh, so and like I said, it wasn't it wasn't like I'm moving to Nashville to become a country mm. singer. That had always been something. In the back of my mind, um, even back to when I was, I think I was 10 years old and I entered a contest for Kenny Chesney tickets. Oh, and amazing. I found, I found this letter right before I moved to Nashville in my keepsake box and I'd written to the radio station and I was like, I'm going to open for Kenny Chesney one day. This is why I should have the tickets, you know?
0: <laughs> Love and it, like, yeah. But
1: it was a fleeting thing. Yeah. Um, but then after I started going to school for it, and realizing that that's where my heart was, and
0: there's nothing yeah.
1: else I wanted to do More. with my life. Yeah. yeah,
0: and it was just that's what you were meant to do.
1: Yeah, exactly. and
0: had you always so you'd always so since about thirteen you've been writing songs and I guess just honing it. Was it very much like a a thing that you did by yourself, um, or did you start like I know co-writing is such a thing in Nashville, but it's yeah. it's quite can be quite alien when you first start doing it.
1: Yeah, I was entirely by myself until I moved to Nashville. Mm. I hadn't even heard of co-writing.
0: You're like, what is this? Yeah,
1: when I first moved there, I was like, I'm sorry, you want me to get in a room with a stranger and tell them my life story? Like, it was just this foreign concept. Yeah. And now I do it every day, so I don't think twice about it, you know? Yeah. And one of the great things about co-writing, it's kind of this mysterious thing, but co-writing country music is... It's almost like an honor system mm. where you walk into the room with perhaps total strangers, but you real like there's an unspoken rule that we're all family here. Yeah, we're all trying to serve this song, so like your soul is safe with me. Yeah, it sounds dramatic. No, but, but it's-, it's
0: kind of true <laughs> in terms of you have to trust people, and in the same way, you're going to share things with them; they're going to share things. You know, it's it is an honor system.
1: Yeah yeah it's it's one one of the coolest things I can't describe it either you know co-writing such a strange strange thing but it's it's beautiful I love it
0: yeah and obviously before you moved to Nashville you released your EP Do Not Do Not Go Gentle so what is the sort of what was the process because I guess that was before you moved so was it um very different to what you've been doing now and what was the sort of process going in to do that EP because I know you've talked about it being sort of not quite who like not you quite yet
1: right right um do not go gentle it don't get me wrong as I'm saying this it I am so proud of it and I think it was such an elemental part of my journey in becoming who I am today Mm -hmm. um but I went into the studio for that project with the misconception that I had to come to Nashville with a product and um, for me, that meant going into the studio, self-funding a project, yeah. uh, four songs, and they were the songs I had at the time. They were yeah. songs I'd written by myself. I don't know if you've listened to the project, but yeah. you'll hear the classical influence. Yeah, no, definitely. We've
0: well, my... got like you've got classical instruments in there, but you know, yeah. so
1: yeah. So I think it was kind of an exploration of myself as what I thought I wasn't as an artist. And not to say it was a mistake at all, but I do think it was something I needed to do to realise that wasn't yeah. me. Um, and it's entirely different. And nothing's from what ever
0: a mistake, other. it's part of your journey and part of your process exactly, and part of yeah.
1: Exactly. Um, and it's just been so rewarding almost having that as like a landmark to mm-hmm. look back on and go wow I actually have grown in my time yeah. in Nashville you know because sometimes you do lose sight of that and you're yeah. like what am I doing here what you're know? like
0: why but then you look at the music and you're like oh that, that's why there we go yeah
1: so it's a what I do now is a total departure from what that was yeah. but I'm proud of it and I'm even more excited to show the world what I am now because I think it's I finally
0: found myself through my music yeah because yeah, you moved so. to Nashville almost straight after the last EP was out or like a year after
1: a year after yeah, yeah. so I, I what, still had a year of college left and oh, I was okay. kind of touring it regionally you know really yeah. kind of coffee shop vibe type places yeah um and then I moved to
0: Nashville a year later. So, what kind so. of like inspired the the move? Was it just some? Was it just you'd finished college and it was always something that you wanted to do? Was move to Nashville.
1: Well, actually, my two years prior, um, when I was a sophomore, so rewind, I was also a psychology major. Okay. Um, and. Was I was obviously studying music, but I was very nervous about going into music full time because, as you might know, that's not, it's, it runs on dreams and a yeah. lot of crossed fingers. Um, and so I had a plan B, and I was uh, studying to be a child life specialist in hospitals okay. or like a music therapist. Um, and I just was so unhappy my sophomore year. I was like, I don't like my psychology classes and I don't like having a plan B. That's not who I am.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and so I dropped my psychology major and it was just like this this switch in my brain where I was like, you just can't have a plan B. Yeah,
0: it's just all or nothing.
1: Yeah, all or nothing. And I was talking to my dad one day on the phone and... He, he was actually the one who was like, I don't think you have a choice. You need to move to Nashville. Yeah. And from that moment, I hadn't even been to Nashville. There just was no question in my mind. I was like, I'm going. And yeah, I started it's the place telling to go. people yeah. that.
0: <laughs> They're like, and have I'm you like, been? And we're like, no, <laughs> but I'm going to yeah, love it anyway.
1: I, I did go before my move just to make sure I liked it. Yeah. Turned out I was in love.
0: <laughs> love it. Um,
1: yeah. So do you I'll think you've, now?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And obviously you've got your new EP coming out. Do you think obviously before everyone hears it, do you think how how much do you think moving to Nashville's like affected your sound and co writing's affected your sound and things like that?
1: Oh, so so drastically because I'm surrounded I'm just surrounded by music twenty four yeah. seven and um you know, obviously, I grew up listening to country music, but I didn't. That wasn't coming to fruition through my music every yeah. day because I didn't have the means. You know, I didn't have a band with a pedal steel guitarist, yeah. and um, I didn't have co-writers who were from the South. You know, yeah. all of these things that so heavily influenced country music, and there were always elements of my music. I think that were just kind of waiting in the eaves, yeah, for me to know that they were accessible to me yeah um you know so now that i have the co-writers and i have the band and the producers which is such a huge part of the music you know because as much as i can say i write a song and i know what i want from it yeah. that's not something my ears trained to do you know is to hear the the grand production of it
0: yeah you need that someone who can be like right i think this and change this up and have this and that you know
1: yeah exactly and nashville Nashville has that. Yeah. And it's really, the environment in this town is incredible because obviously we're in a competitive market. Yeah. Um, Everybody's (laughs) striving to be, you know, number one on CMT and um, getting the Grammys and going on the Opry stage. But everybody's rooting each other on.
0: Which is so cool. And so
1: I it really forced me to be like well I need to be competitive too which is no problem for me Mm. but but also that everybody believes in you at the same time and that's that's half of why I have a record coming out because yeah it's just enough belief behind it
0: which is amazing it's amazing like it's so important to have that self-belief to keep yourself going and have those moments when you're like oh you know getting yourself down you need to have that to get to get you through all the time and obviously you're, the single you're leading out with is Wanted Man. So what's, yes. what's the, what was the sort of story, the inspiration behind that to give people a bit of context for what, when it comes out?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I got into the writing room with uh, one of my best friends, Paige Rose.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, she's also an Iowa girl and we met here in Nashville and just instantly clicked. Amazing. Um, but we both got into the writing room and contrary to how a lot of times it works with co-writing, we didn't know what we wanted to write. We were just Mm. like, let's just talk and we'll find something. And we realized that we were both in a situation where we were kind of pining after someone Mm. who was taken and from our point of view could be doing better, not necessarily being like, oh, he could do better with me, but realizing that he was in something where he wasn't happy. Um, and I honestly, I keep going back in my mind because I know I have these interviews coming up and stuff and I'm like, how, when did I, what in my head made me say, oh, what about wanted man? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I just said it and I think it took Paige a little while to get on board because I was explaining my idea behind it. Um, but once we started rolling, we were like, we have something here. It's just going to be a yeah. tough one, you know, because we're both investing emotionally.
0: Yeah.
1: As you rightfully should be with Which this Which you should be, yeah. But it was, a tri- it was a tricky song for us. Like, it did not fall out. Um, and so we were just kind of talking about if we had the opportunity
0: to sit across
1: from these lads. Um,
0: what, what, we, what would you say to them?
1: What, what would we say to them? and granted that's not a situation that we wanted to be in but we're like well we're we have a song so we can say
0: it if if the time comes you will have the song to sing to them (laughs)
1: yeah just play on the song yeah um but yeah just having that kind of courageous approach to you know be sitting across from someone saying like you do not realize you're not wanted by this person you know you're just biding your time or maybe you're comfortable or or whatnot. So it actually started out, it was a really slow, sad song with all these kind of outlaw lyrics. And that's how it started. And I never thought it was going to become anything other than this, you know, slow, sad thing. Um, But then when my producer heard it, he was like, oh, we've got to take this, you know, fierce, Lucinda Williams, like rebel rouser approach to So. Um, it's kind of just taken on a life that I didn't think I couldn't have even imagined beyond the writing room. Apart from the fact that as soon as we finished it, mind you, it took us three writes. Um, <laughs> after we finished it, we were like, we have something special, and yeah, I mean, something with it. So I loved. I was so excited. I was <laughs> yeah, so
0: excited to hear it. And for the rest of the, the coming, is it an EP or an album you're releasing? It's an EP. An EP. So Mm -hmm. so what do you what is what was kind of like the vision for the rest of the project i guess that you wanted to release and what can we sort of expect from it i guess
1: yes um so my basically my vision was to declare who i am both as an artist and a person Mm. uh i think a lot of what makes my music what it is is my personal story piece um So you'll hear a lot of personal elements in the EP. Um, You know, I'm very specific and I love images. And none of those images are a stretch of the imagination. You know, those are concrete things that have happened um, and have made me who I am. So ultimately, you know, what I wanted to do with this project is put something honest and organic out. And I just woke up one morning and I was like, I'm ready for the world to know who I am. I know who I am finally after 24 years of a life, I think. Hopefully. Um, Yeah. Um, And now it's time to to let people hear that.
0: Mm.
1: Um, So, yeah, it's five songs of of honesty and, um, you know, there's some, like I said, there's some rebel rousing in there where, you know, it gets a little. You need
0: a little bit of sass in there
1: little sass yeah i have to dig down deep for that sometimes but um yeah and um just these these songs that from the moment i wrote them i was like this is me yeah this is me start to finish and i want the world to hear. and that's what you need
0: isn't it you need a project which you're like this is me there's nothing i would change it's just me and my heart and the way i want to present myself to the world i guess
1: exactly exactly which is hard to do I mean it's yeah. it's a long road and I think anybody Big deep. who you've had on the podcast will concur that there's so much doubt involved in yeah. this journey but the best part is the music never goes anywhere yeah you know, exactly you have to love the music there. so
0: much and have so much faith in who you are and I guess everything else just comes from from that So. yeah Yeah. exactly and then for the rest of the year will it be just touring the sort of ep and kind of just i guess just promoting it left right and center and seeing how how far it takes you
1: yeah that's exactly the plan i have been spending a lot more time on the road um which has been such a beautiful discovery because i'm a bit of a homebody i like to be home reading and knitting and all of that stuff so i was I honestly, when I first tried The Road, I was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to like it. Yeah. It's such, it's so great to see your music actually doing something, mm. you know, because with, with social media and technology, that song goes out there and you don't get to, to see the reactions. Yeah. You so know? it's and nice it
0: having them. that like face-to-face contact with people and seeing where it, the effect it has.
1: Yeah. And um, and while you're at it, you get to travel and see some cities.
0: You yeah. know? Who can so complain it, about that?
1: Yeah, not at all. Um, So I will be spending a lot more time touring um, and then continuing to co-write just because that's such a big part of my heart. Um, You know, my project will be out and I'll still be writing songs, quote, for myself because you can never stop doing that. But um, shaping other people's story is just such a big part of my heart. Yeah. Uh, And I'm I'm just going to continue doing that. But mostly just letting the project do what it wants to yeah. do um because I think it's so easy to put a very strict timeline on things coming from a planner yeah <laughs> um, yep
0: same it's like it's like right And it's, it's, but actually it's just letting it be and just sort of seeing what happens rather than
1: exactly yeah recognizing there's only so much you can control yeah exactly um, and you know that you've done the work and sitting back and letting it happen
0: a little bit. So. I have a lot of faith. It, I'm sure... I'm so excited to hear it and excited to see where it takes you and all the rest of it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I
1: appreciate that. Yeah.
0: And I always end with my, like, shorter questions. So, white okay. wine or whiskey?
1: What was the question I didn't... White, white
0: wine or whiskey?
1: Definitely a whiskey.
0: Record you couldn't live without if you are stuck on a desert island. Oh, gosh.
1: Um... <laughs> Anything, Tom Petty. Oh. Anything
0: at all. <laughs> Record you're listening to on repeat at the moment? Um, uh, Let me think,
1: let, let me think. Oh, I've actually been listening to Tammy Wynette's Another Lonely Song. Oh,
0: that's a beautiful one. Um, do you have a pre-show ritual? One more time? Do you have a pre-show ritual? <laughs>
1: yeah, mm. I... Uh, before I leave the house, because we don't want people to see it, I do what I call dance it out so I can get all my energy going um, by dancing to Hungry Eyes by Eric Carmen and oh. Make My Dreams Come True by Both Colin. Both
0: classic, <laughs> classic dance <laughs> jumpers, love it. And would you rather give up songwriting or performing? Oh, do you have to ask that? Yeah, I
1: know. Oh gosh, um, I think I would give up, oh my gosh, uh, I think I'd give up performing
0: it's such a hard one would you rather well, yeah, go on tour with whoever, like any star you could want to in the world like the biggest name you can imagine but you have no interaction with them or a smaller act but you get to go on stage with them every night and like you have really good camaraderie backstage
1: definitely the smaller act yeah. i think the one of the best things about going on tour with someone is the relationship you get to build with them yeah
0: what would you call yeah. your first headline arena tour
1: it would be called songs from a hardwood floor
0: oh that's that's a good answer like that um what who would be your dream support slot
1: laurie mckenna
0: oh. she's well, my she, she's one of my I- like idols like the way she writes it's just amazing yeah. um and then finally complete the sentence so music is oh
1: that's a broad, <laughs> broad <one>. um <laughs> Music is a haven and a vehicle for making changes, whether that be, um, you know, big, big changes where people get to hear the song on a larger scale or internal changes where you find
0: a part of yourself you didn't know you had. Oh, that's that's one of the most amazing answers I've heard. Um, country, <laughs> country music is... Country
1: music is honesty, and it shows every single part of life, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh,
0: and Natasha Myers is? Natasha Myers is
1: blessed to be doing music and living this life, good and history. just really excited
0: to let people hear who she is. Oh, I can't wait. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Um, It was just really lovely to get to talk to you and I'm so excited to hear the new single and everything you've got going on.
1: Thank you so much, Imogen. It was such a pleasure beyond yeah um, thank, you, thank you for what you do for bringing country music to oh to no the, don't be like,
0: silly uh, just all for love the music so yeah yeah um and we'll thank be in touch- you so much to natasha for that i really loved having her on getting to chat to her now next up we've got a very small interview with the rising who obviously are an irish band and i interviewed them ahead of their headline show at the water rats so i hope you guys enjoy this interview Great. Well is this your first time playing in London? Uh it's not the first time we've been playing in London
2: but it's uh like one of the first times we've played the Water Rats. Yeah and actually central London. We we were over here with Dawson Rains. Okay, yeah. Uh about two years ago. So Oh lovely. It's our first time back since then. Mm, It's nice
0: nice to get around the country. How's the tour been like generally?
2: Um generally on a whole note it's been really good, really happy, yeah, really perky actually and um but there's been virtually like no fighting, which is fun. <laughs> that's always good, isn't it? So, that's a good sign. Yeah, tiring. Yeah, like uh, I'm driving.
0: Oh my gosh, driving for so you is like though. a mental. Oh my. oh my god, that's such a funny. I hate traffic. I've decided <laughs> next time I'm not driving. <laughs> and how would you kind of like describe your music to anyone who hasn't heard it? Like, what's the kind of like vision of the band, I guess?
2: Okay, right. So big loaded
0: question. It is
2: because I like to classify ourselves as something that resembles storytelling Yeah, uh, that people can relate to so when they're listening they can go oh yeah yeah, yeah I can remember a time in so, yeah. my life when I've had that uh, so I was brought up on country music I yeah. went to a Gareth Brooks concert when I was nine months in the womb so that's amazing.
0: I feel like it's meant to that's, be from there There's some that's, like subliminal like oh, yeah. thing going on
2: Chris's dad was actually a country
0: singer himself. Oh, amazing. So we've
2: both been brought up on country. And well I imagine it's like an
0: is it a big thing in Ireland sort of having that sort of There's two there's two different types of country yeah. in
2: Ireland. There's the Irish country, which yeah. is
0: D V D and then there's
2: the that kind of our kind of country, which is, yeah. kind of, I'm going to say, contemporary country. I would, yeah, and I
0: would say it's more sort of storytelling stuff rather yeah. than necessarily the twang sound. and, you Yeah, know. no, yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, we like to influence, we've used our influences like pop and rock and jazz and blues to kind yeah. of make all these songs, but. Above it all, we focus on the storytelling side
0: of things. Yeah, I love the fact you went to a Gasparu to break responsibilities to other I know. <laughs> yeah, I thank my mum for that. Yeah. <laughs> was, it, was it always with music for you? Have you always grown up sort of playing or is 100%. Sort of, yeah?
2: yeah, I mean, I remember coming home from nursery one day and they were like can you bring her back when she won't sing country roads? You're like, Can you like, can, can, can we get it to be quiet? Like but yes. no
0: it's never gonna happen.
2: No, I've, I've I've been stuck in the music department in school mm. and I've I've only re- recently picked up guitar I tried when I was young, but yeah attention span was somewhere different. Yes <laughs>
0: and also like learning I always feel like learning in the music setting like in music lesson settings often it turns kids off like they're like I just
2: yeah I know I mean like sometimes like in school curriculums and stuff they're like more the theory based yeah. things and it's not really performing and everything yeah. but I mean when you're brought up alongside those guys who are like they yeah. are slightly older and I mean a family yeah. that are really so how did you guys music? all meet? oh um well, I was at a singer-songwriter night because I was an independent artist, like I yeah. was like solos uh, before I met Chris and he was at the singer-songwriter night with, I think him and his dad were there yeah. and he came up to me and he was like, you're a really great singer-songwriter. I want to work with you on a solo basis. And yeah. I was like, that's okay, I can do that. Like when you've been through the ranks, you kind of just go, yeah, 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 that's okay. I'll, you know, I'll sit back because I'm, yeah. I'm 17 at this point, you know Yeah. But, um and Turns out, you know, we wrote the some of the songs off the actual album that we have right now, yeah. and it was like, "I've struck gold here. Do you know yeah. I need to get it?" And they kicked out the guy probably. Yeah, you're like I'm here. Yes. I've right.
0: I am And when did the name
2: come into it? Um, um we are know. actually all really big Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Like, alumni. Yeah. Do you know we're all Lovers. fans? Yeah. And uh, one of uh, Chris's favourite albums is The Risings. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, and there you go. That was yeah, the rest that's of why the name. Yeah. Uh we probably could have picked a better name coming from Ireland, but I mean <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is what it is. It is and what it is and it's good. It
2: actually like helps us in general because there's not many yeah. rising bands, so it's yeah.
0: really cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so we're going on to talk about like your, your, new, your new album. I guess it's yes. how long it's yes. been out for now? Like um. I've quite some. Do- August, yeah. So it's, it's been a nice time, like yeah, it's had it a cool period. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really good actually. What was kind of the vision you guys went in with? Like, was there because I know there's a big transition between the last music and the yeah. album. Well, we originally one the
2: male singer yeah. had left, and I was a different I was a different chapter. Yeah. And we had originally started off with five members, yeah, and we went down to three pretty yeah. quickly because yeah. uh, of family matters and things and yeah. people, you know, just at what they to had the be. You different paths
0: and stuff. Yeah, like. going down the
2: different paths and I mean, we all, every song on the album, I like to say, every song on the album is something that we've all went through mm-hmm. uh, and that's, that's a really deep thing for us, yeah. especially when we get people coming up to us and going, yeah. oh, I relate to that so much and yeah. I like to think that... In the two years it took to make this album, we all have moved on in our lives and you know went on to different chapters and yeah. That album kind of reflects that. Yeah, that's a lovely so. way to put it. It's like the marker like the end of one
0: chapter and the beginning of yeah. a new one. And hopefully the beginning of many more. So. Yeah, exactly. And talking about your like, songwriting process for the album, mm. do you guys all write together or is it very um, much like one person brings the song in?
2: Chris and I are the main songwriters mm. of the band, but I mean, we, we normally write together more mm. than anything, but. It used to be I would come in with a lot of lyrics because I'm more of a lyricist than a yeah. melody person because he's just, he's a genius when it comes to melodies, he really is. And uh, his dad actually helps as well Yeah, uh, oh, because, because of his background in yeah. country music. He can help us guide the melody the right way. And we just come together and we make it up and we record it. And if yeah. we don't like it, we can change it. And it's great. I mean, the dynamic's good. We're best friends. So yeah, which is so yeah. important. It's like... Telling your best friend your stories, yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. So it's like
0: really good. And then obviously you've also chosen to record some of it in Nashville, some of it in Belfast. Is that really important yeah. to have that? Like, um, in
2: it really know. is because I mean, country music has a kind of stigmatism in uh, Nashville, and it's really good to get over there and get yeah. musicians over there in contacts as well. Because yeah. we've never actually been over to the states of Chris or I, but Brian went over yeah. to oversee the album being made because yeah. He was going over anyway, yeah. so it was really good. And we've got Chris Brush on drums on the album, who's who's amazing, yeah, and a brilliant Nashville session drummer. And we've had loads of keyboards over there and violins and everything. Yeah, so, so it's just, just there, been like... yeah. And there's a Belfast to Nashville competition thing as well yeah. and a festival, so it was good to get that link from that as yeah, well. So it's really kind of linking cool. the sister
0: cities. And what what was he like? Um, I guess what's the story behind Rebound? Banks? that's like probably my favorite track. Rebound. Oh,
2: okay. Um. Well, actually, <laughs> um, Chris had this epic guitar solo yeah. recorded for a very long time, like way before I was yeah. even on the scene, like. And I came into the studio one day. I was feeling really sad because you know, yeah, you know, going through school and stuff, and you have that boy, and you're like, yeah. oh,
0: you know, yeah. he broke up
2: with me, but hey, and I was like, I want to tell a story. I'm sad, but I want to tell a different way of telling yeah. that story. And he was like, "Well, I have this, and I have this, and we would, we basically went right. What would what would make us feel sad? What would yeah be the best story to yeah. tell for this particular song? Yeah. And Rebound came out of it because it's so contradicting in certain parts as well. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, oh, I'm coming to your house because I love you, but do I really, do you know? Yeah. And the guitar solo just sets it off. It sets the dynamics so well. I love that. Was I it know. really
0: hard to choose the songs for the album? Like, Did you have a, a huge amount? We
2: had a few separate ones uh, hanging about, but I mean, it's hard because you know every song, yeah, like you, yeah, you own a piece yeah, of it. it's like yeah. it's like
0: oh, that's my heart a little bit. That one's my heart. That they
2: all are. But I think we, I think we've picked the right. I think we picked yeah. the right songs that helped to showcase what we've been going through as yeah. well. So yeah, and I mean they were they were recorded about three or four times. I would no, have yeah. to say, like, because Chris uh, was involved in a traffic accident. Yeah. So oh yes, yeah,
0: I I read about that. As well. Yeah. So we had to kind of
2: go back and everything, but I mean I think it, I think it all
0: makes sense yeah. and, and it, it, all, it all worked yeah. out in the end. And it must have been li- really liberating to have like because I know you had a hand in like mixing as well as um, yeah. so doing that as well. So mean, was a, how was that a really cool experience?
2: Yeah, for me and because anyway, I'm studying yeah. music as a, as a student at the minute so it's really great to actually find a different way of dealing with music because I was always yeah. like oh performance that's my way forward yeah and Chris is really cool because he wants to own studio and he's a pro tools mix engineer and everything so he was like right come here I'll show you Awesome. So work it and then I had a dab and I think the song was stars
0: okay so even the stars fall for you so yeah. I
2: think we, we dabbled a bit I
0: didn't do much yeah because we have a little <laughs> play around you're like yeah, yeah I did that but I liked it yeah, yeah. no amazing but <laughs> well, I always end with like my final few questions which are oh. short ones um so record you're listening to on repeat at the moment I'm gonna say Kelsey Ballerini. Yeah, yeah, Le- her, legends. Yeah, yeah, her legends album. It's amazing. Was it legends? I mean, oh, it's, I think it's is it, is it the on new phone? one. The yeah, new I one. Think <laughs> I think it's on the gold record base. Gone record you couldn't live without if you're stuck on desert island.
2: Could never live without. Mm. That's
0: a big one. Yeah, but, big uh, lady.
2: one. I'm gonna say oh, Fleetwood one. Mac Rumours. Oh, could never it, do without. I it. mean, it's on my
0: wall at home, so I completely. Oh yeah. That one. Yeah,
2: you get me. Yeah. Road
0: Trip Central.
2: Oh, CDs?
0: Oh, yes, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, you need
2: music. You know, get the What would you name your first headline arena tour? (sighs) Oh, that's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, this one was okay because this is actually the album. Yeah. Yeah. I would say Rise Up to fit with the name, the Rise Up to, yeah, yeah. I like that. I think that's cool. Um, (laughs) And then just, oh, favourite thing you've got to visit in Belfast? Favourite thing that you have to visit in Belfast is definitely, definitely the barge. It's such a cool venue, it's a boat, and it's amazing, it's class. Oh God, I'm adding that to my list. And Titanic, Titanic's really
0: good. Very cool. And then just complete the sentence, so music is... My life. Country music is amazing. Uh, the rising part uh, I mean, thinking... Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you so much to The Rising for that and make sure to check out their music along with Nata- Natasha's music. And that will do for episode 62 of Off the Record. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Make sure to check us out on Instagram, on Facebook and Twitter and obviously to check out Natasha and The Rising's music as well. Um, I'll speak to you all next week with a nice, another exciting episode. This time we will have Twinnie and Sean McConnell on the podcast. So have a great week. Bye y'all. Mm-hmm.